Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixie, and debuting on the show, I've got actress Jordan Belts. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited. I already feel like you're a friend in my head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you seem like you're that friend already. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm just so excited that uh you you invited me on. This is really cool. And tell the listeners in Toronto you did get to absorb the show and guess what listeners? You loved it. Am I correct? Oh my gosh, I loved it. One of my favorite episodes was the Marcus Brandon episode. He was on Poker Face and Mayor of Kingstown. And it's so funny. One of my roommates and really, really good friends was on Poker Face. And um, Mayor of Kingstown was shot in my hometown, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And fingers crossed, you never know. But I heard it's ending, Mayor of Kingstown. Is that true? I think so. I hadn't heard any news about a future season. But it might be early yet. I'm not sure. All right, all right, all right. Well, again, I'm excited. Welcome. You are, it's your first time on the show. And what would you like to tell Toronto? Oh my gosh. Well, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Jordan Belts. I'm an actor, producer. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I graduated Point Park with a BFA in acting and did a bunch of independent film projects in Pittsburgh. Really love film and TV, discovered my love for it there. And I recently gained a new representation, an agent and manager in LA and New York. So I made the move at the beginning of 2023 to Studio City, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. How does it feel taking that jump and saying, you know what, I'm going to move to LA? It was honestly, it was really scary at first because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And uh, there was, I always said, I really wish I had a reason to, to make that move. Right. Like I'd love like uh, something like a sign from the sky to just like fall down and be like, yes, here's the time. Um, so what happened was two of my filmmaker friends were already moving to Los Angeles. They're both filmmakers. Um, and I'd worked with them as a production assistant on some of the shows in Pittsburgh on the bigger projects. And, uh, I'd sent out my materials through like an agent finder. I ended up getting a meeting with my agent and my manager and the agent told me who I love her um she was like if you if you ever end up in LA you know I think you'd really do well here and build a great career for yourself um let me know and we can set up a second meeting and I called my friends and I was like hey guys are you still moving to LA and they're like yeah and I'm like can I come and they're like yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, and that's really like how it happened. It was kind of like that beautiful, perfect storm of uh, right place, right time, everything converging to like the same period of time at once. And I was able to to make the jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about some of your projects because we do this jump. Do we go right into it right away or did we have more challenges? Well, I mean, it's very interesting because, as you know, like May 1st, what is the start of the writer's strike? So um, I had still auditioned for a few non-union projects, I think one union project since the beginning of this year. So I feel very lucky about that. Um, Still getting auditions from like my Pittsburgh and Ohio reps. So kind of getting auditions from from all corners, really. Um, But I think the main thing when you're moving to a new hub 
is you have to build a new network again, right? You're building it from the ground up. So one of the hardest parts of like leaving Pittsburgh was leaving my independent film community, right? Everyone was in close proximity, always wanting to make something. So what do I do now? So I know that I can take classes. I know that I can meet other actors talking about acting, which is really great. It feels so great to be back in a scene study class. I work with uh, John Rosenfeld Studios now, and I love it. Just to be able to talk about the work again and be able to work in the same space as other people because I mean with COVID everything was remote and uh got new headshots too so I'm ready anxious to review those proofs when they come back and uh yeah just kind of building my materials again starting to meet casting directors on classes online and just say hey I'm here Mm -hmm. you're here but you do projects right I do. I do. The funny thing about film and TV is you film something and then post-production takes another year or two. So it's like, hey, remember that thing I was doing? Well, it's out now. So there's a couple exciting things around the corner. There is a romantic comedy pilot called Swipe created by Kaylee Fitzgerald, my good friend, coming this summer. It's an It's a show about online dating and the shenanigans people get into. And I have the huge um, blessing to play Harper, the lead of the show. And I also co-produced it, which is awesome. Uh, So that's coming this summer. There's also a show called SCP Academy uh, by Dark Math Films, uh, Nathaniel Peters and Henry Walder. They're both amazing creators. And the SCP universe is based off of this writing wiki where it's this militaristic organization and they secure, contain, protect a bunch of creatures that range from a gelatinous blob of orange goo that tickles you to a sort of plague doctor with the beak mask and upon touching you, uh, you die. So kind of a, it's a really wonderful world and anyone can contribute to it under the Creative Commons license. So this is Nathaniel and Henry's contribution and I'm so honored to be a part of their world too. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also a short film currently going through the festival circuit called Shortest Night of Summer. Uh, It's directed by Ben T.W. Carlucci. Uh, It was most recently, I mean, we're going through so many festivals right now and uh, the laurels on the poster (laughs) are starting to stack up, which is really, really cool. But we recently won a Platinum Remy in World Fest Houston, which is named the, according to them, the oldest indie festival in apparently the entire world. And uh, Steven Spielberg screened his short film Amblin there back in the day, and he won a gold Remy on a scale of bronze to platinum. So I'm not saying that we're better than Spielberg, but I'm saying that we're in really, really good company. Mm, mm, how did that feel, being up, being up against Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I think it's just like, it's so cool. Like it, it really gives you a, I don't know, just a scope of where filmmakers start and where they are now and it makes you feel like hey i could i could do that too and i'd love to i'd love to achieve this half of what steven spielberg did for the film community um so really really an honor truly Mm -hmm. do you see yourself guest starring in tv shows like law and order chicago pd because you strike me as you're that girl that could you know guest star I'd love to do something like that. I'd love to do Law and Order or 
uh, like a Grey's Anatomy, like sort of patient or, uh, oh gosh, like a soap opera, like anything like that. I, there's so many shows. I also love uh, the CW network and all of the stuff that they create. So I think to be on something like that too would be would be incredible. The Belt Story. The Belt Story. Yeah, could we do that for the CW network? Write a show about your own life. Oh, oh, I see. Like a biography, an autobiography. Oh, yes, yeah. we can do that. Absolutely. Okay, we can talk about life in Cleveland, Ohio, I am assuming you're from. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, but I, Pittsburgh, I do often sorry. act. In- oh, That's okay. Oh, oh, oh. I often act in Cleveland, though. Yeah, sorry, I got those mixed up listeners. She did say she was from Pittsburgh, but it is close to Cleveland. It is, it is, about two and a half hours. <laughs> Okay, so listeners, I didn't screw up, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You were close. You were close. But would you be, you know, interested in being that vulnerable writing about your life? It's interesting. I... I haven't written too much in my career yet, but I'd love to, I'd love to learn. I've been in writer's rooms and I've really found it um, really interesting and I really like contributing to a story, but wow, I think to write something, I mean, maybe in like 30, 40 years and down the line, it's like, ah, I've, I've lived a life. I need to share it with the world. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that could be really cool. You just added to my bucket list. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's good. Right. But it's not too late. We can start now. We can talk about your experience moving from Pittsburgh to LA, getting that dream role. And you can talk about the ups and downs, the challenges, you know, the people you've met, the not so nice people you met, and we can put it in a little CW project. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. (laughs) It would kind of be like, what's that show? Oh gosh, it was with Rachel McAdams, but it ended. It was a Pushing Daisies. It would kind of be like a Pushing Daisies. Yes, 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 yes. I do remember that. Yeah, we can do it like that Pushing Belts. Pushing Belts. I like that. Buckle up belts. Buckle up belts. I like that. Okay, so if that did go, let's say, who would play you? Would you like to play you? Or could there be a younger actress that could play you? Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like you'd have to go, you'd have to go through all the stages of life, right? So there might be like a like a today's incarnation and then like a younger incarnation, a high school incarnation. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, if we if we did it right now, I mean, as much as I would love to play myself, I think that'd be really cool. I'd also probably just want to direct it and like, mm-hmm. like really craft that vision. So who would play me? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I mean, I really love, hmm, I love Lily Collins. I think her work is incredible. Right. Um, I love, ooh, I have like a whole list of like actors' careers that I follow. So like, this is like, I'm going through the list right now. Uh, (laughs) Jenna Coleman, uh, she's an English actor. Right. Uh, Holland Roden is a good one as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, Emma Stone, classic. Yes, yes, yes. But I thought Emma could play like the sister, maybe like the sister. If you have one, I don't know. We don't want to assume listeners. She could be an only child. We can embellish. I mean, yes, I do have a sister. She's younger oh. than me, though. Oh, okay. Never mind. Emma, never mind. You could play the cousin. 
Do you have cousins? Yes. Maybe Emma could play the cousin. <laughs> I do have a redhead cousin, so it works. Okay. And one more, the mother. We need a stronger, what do you call it? Older seasonal, you know, person to play the mother. Who would play the mother? Oh gosh. Demi Moore? Ooh, wow. Or, or like Sandra Bullock, maybe? Oh, wow. Wow, these are some hot, heavy hitters. I was even thinking, you know what I was thinking? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, that would be great. You can't go wrong with Michelle Pfeiffer. It's true. <laughs> yeah, we could would you go play it. You know, Michelle could play it. Yes, I think she could. Oh, or like Haley Steinfeld for like a younger version. Ooh, I like that. And then one more, I was thinking the best friends. Maybe I was thinking Vanessa Hodgins from High School Musical. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She could play like a good best friend, you know, there for you. And I don't know, listeners, we gave, what do you call it? We gave it away. It's coming soon. Coming soon (laughs) to theaters, TV, streaming near you. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, let's talk about that. So with all these projects, right? What happens when your project doesn't make TV or doesn't make streaming? What do you want to tell those people that are discouraged? I keep pushing this material and nobody's accepting it. Make it yourself. Don't wait for anyone to tell you yes. Give yourself a yes. I think the most powerful thing you can do as an artist, as a filmmaker, is just to keep making stuff. And who's to say that you couldn't film a proof of concept and then pitch pitch it, right? My, uh, my good friend and I, I talk about Kaylee again, we made Swipe together, her show. Um, she actually did that with a couple of her projects. Uh, she was writing during her master's degree. And I had the privilege of being able to act in a good number of them. But we filmed like mock trailers of each of her pilots and she's going to pitch them that way. So she actually is something tangible, but also a way to say, hey, I made this myself and I have a team to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you keep going. So even if they say no, what happens? I push it all out and they're saying, no, I made it myself. But I really know this project can go big places. Hmm. I mean, I think definitely film festivals for sure. I mean, I think ultimately you just want your work to be seen, right? You just want to get it out there to be able to share your stories with the world. So I think film festivals are a great way to be able to share your art with with people. But also I think like they're great to meet other filmmakers who are doing the same thing. And who knows where those where those conversations can go. And maybe there are people looking for for content to go on their platform. I mean, why not? Um, So I think that would be a great way. But also, I mean, who's to say you can't keep trying, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's your encouragement to other actors and actresses right now? We're in a writer's strike, as we've talked about. What's your encouragement to the other actors and actresses? Maybe they don't want to create content, but they just like being behind, you know, being in front of that camera, not really behind the scenes, but you just want to be on the camera. But there's a writer's strike. There's not much production in sight at this time. And then contracts for everyone, June 7th, run out. Everyone could be on strike. What's your take to that? Right, in June 30th. Well, um, don't panic. I think 
I think that's like the quickest thing that I think maybe we all can can tend to do is there's no work. What do we do? But I think as an actor, and there's also so much pressure to be a multi-hyphenate in this industry. And I think like, while it is great to explore other facets of the industry, because I think it gives you a greater respect for it. Like I, if you had talked to me two years ago and said, Hey, you're going to be an actor and producer. What do you think about that? I would have been like, what? But I discovered producing and I learned that I love it and I don't want to go back. I love being an actor producer, but I don't think that everyone needs to be a multi-hyphenate if they don't want to be. If you love acting, be an actor, just be an actor. So I think like some things that we can really do right now are review our materials. Do we have uh, headshots that represent us in the best light right now? Do we have a reel that represents us in the best light right now? What's our resume look like? What's our housekeeping work? How, how is our website? How are our social media platforms? Are we, are we doing outreach, um, on each of the casting platforms or any non-union projects happening right now? Like, let's say you don't have a reel. Um, how can we get that reel built up? Uh, non-union work is one way. Also filming stuff with your friends on an iPhone is one way. Uh, write some stuff uh, and then make it so it is serving your acting work and you can choose pieces that represent you in the best light. Um, and I think taking classes now is a time where you have time because you're not working, right? So you have you have a little bit more space open in your calendar to take scene study classes and get back to the work because ultimately like, no one really cares about the spectacle. They care about your acting. And um, that's what matters. So I think scene study classes are great. I'm really liking my scene study classes right now. Um, voiceover classes, commercial classes. I think as an actor, you never stop learning. So I think constantly, uh, op I think opening up to education and getting back in the room to just work on the, the craft is really important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you made a point. You're not, you don't have to be a multi hyphenate person, no. but I'm going to throw in writer for you, even though you're a producer, because when we work on that story of your life, you're going to have to write it and be the producer, right? So producer and writer does kind of go hand in hand, don't you think? It definitely does. Um, it definitely does. And I'd love to direct sometime in the future too. I think that would be really cool. I think like, one of my long-term goals is I'd love to be a series regular on a TV show and get to guest direct a couple of episodes. I think that would be awesome. And I'd love to be a writer. I'd love to be, I really enjoy writer's rooms. I'd, I'd love to take my, uh, take a stab at, at writing as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got the charisma. You're a beautiful girl. I am sure there's a project waiting. Just have that faith and you will be a series regular. <laughs> thank you <laughs> now to the fans what would you like to leave them with words of wisdom from you hmm. um oh gosh words of wisdom i i feel like i just did i just did an audition that had like what would you what would you you what would you say to inspire inspire young creatives i think lead with empathy um in your art and i think never stop creating and never stop believing in yourself as an artist if you want to do this if you want to pursue this career then actively take some time every day to pursue it. I think um, the scariest part is just getting yourself out there first and trying it. And I think uh, 
I think if you work at it and you enter this crazy industry with an open mind, you'll get there. And I think if you are an actor and uh, you're interested in pursuing other parts of the entertainment industry, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I got was if you pursue something else in the industry, it doesn't make you any less of an actor. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't take away from your dedication to acting. It actually gives you a better awareness of the field as a whole. And I think for me, it gave me a greater respect for the work that everyone else does to make the giant machine of a production work. And I'm really thankful for for that push that my mentors gave me. So um, I would just say be open and keep trying. Mm -hmm. And that's to our listeners that it doesn't have to be an acting, right? It can be with anything. Keep trying and go after what you want, right? Yeah, trust your gut too. Trust your gut. You know yourself better than everyone else. So uh, trust that intuition that's telling you, hey, I think I can do this. Mm -hmm. You can do this. So if you want to be a swimmer, you can be a swimmer. Absolutely. (laughs) Would you like to be a swimmer? Maybe you can, what do you call it? Get a cameo there. Oh, I'd love to do like a, like a, a show with swimming or anything like active. I think that'd be so fun. Um, <laughs> I grew up swimming a lot. I was a huge like lake kid growing up. So anything like that or like with boats, I think would be really cool. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case other actors or creatives have questions for you? Sure. I love connecting with actors. Um, yes, uh, my Instagram is Jordan Belt, J-O-R-D-A-N-B-E-L-T-Z. You can follow me on there. We can chat. Um, yeah, and I look forward to to hearing from you. Okay. Any final things you would love to tell CJRU1280 AM in closing? Thank you so much for having me and for giving a platform to up-and-coming actors. Oh, thank you so much. And we will keep on top of your journey. Thank you. All right. For CJRU1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy, and I would love to thank actress and producer Jordan Belts. Thank you so much. Thank you.